0: It's the Everything 80s Podcast with Franco in the morning.
1: Don't you want me, baby? Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll.
0: Big Paul Castellano's life last night may very well have been a
1: payoff for getting into such trouble with the feds. I would destroy any man who tries to take what I got.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Everything 80s podcast. I am Franco in the Morning from 100.9 K Hits FM. Make sure you listen online at bighitsbigfun.com or at 100.9 FM here in Southeastern Connecticut. Also, be sure to follow me on the socials, uh, mostly TikTok at Franco in the Morning for the history of music. It's once again another episode of our Everything 80s podcast powered by Prime 82 Restaurant, and I'm joined. I almost said Atlantic City uh, from uh, <laughs> from New Jersey uh, with uh, one of our headlining comedians that's uh, affiliated with our company, Franco's Comedy, for your cause, Sean Martin. Hey, Sean.
1: Hi, buddy. How are you?
0: <laughs> buddy. Okay. Something's cooking here.
1: No, I'm in a good mood. This is my birthday weekend. So nothing, especially you, are going to bring me down but this weekend. Wh-
0: whatever happened to just having a birthday? Now it's a birthday weekend, a birthday week, well, a birthday month.
1: There's people who I know who do a birthday month, and this year, I normally don't celebrate, but I think it's a good year to celebrate, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, this is a con- it's a concert-filled weekend.
0: Yeah, um, we'll get to that in a second, but on a personal note, I don't know if you want to talk about this, you have like majorly low, bad cholesterol right now. You're killing it with your working out and your program, <laughs> and man, oh man, congratulations. You look fantastic, and I'm going to tell Thank everybody you. that you've lost probably, I don't know, 80 pounds maybe?
1: Uh, In total, well, since you know me in the last, well, in the last few months, I've lost uh, about fifty-two. Since wow!
0: Congratulations! But,
1: uh, in total, I'm down ex- exactly hundred and fifty. Wow!
0: Wow! That's uh, that's great, and it's good. Yeah, uh, it's good for G, your wife, who is she is my spirit animal, by the way. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. So 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 is the chupacabra, by the yeah. way. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, but she it uh, must be very happy because I'm sure she worries about you. And now you're getting healthy. You're working out. You look. But you got buy yeah. all new clothes. You got buy new clothes.
1: Uh, I I have bought all new clothes. And wow! That's why I'm going. Bro- I'm going broke because now I'm going to so many concerts. And i yeah. are like, "Ooh, I could fit into a two X T-shirt. Let me just buy every wow. one they have."
0: Congratulations! Yeah. So, uh, what yeah. concerts are you seeing this weekend?
1: Uh, well, last night we saw Living Color and Extreme. Which you did go to that? You weren't house. sure
0: if you were going to go I to that Yeah,
1: cool. You know, I am a Z-list celebrity, so I got guest listed for that. <laughs> uh, tonight is my favorite band, Life of Agony, in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Our listeners have no idea. Who
0: no is. idea. I've never heard of them.
1: Uh, Tomorrow night is a possibility for Rick Springfield in Atlantic City.
0: But you did not give me the opportunity to say that you make my life agony.
1: I don't. I bring sheer joy and pleasure to your life.
0: (laughs) Rick Springfield, paging Dr. Noah Drake, Dr. Noah Drake.
1: The first name of my band was actually going to be Noah Drake until my my friends in the band found out what that meant, and Uh they totally berated me.
0: Yeah. It's a little and, gay. Uh, it's a little gay. Not uh,
1: there's anything little wrong little. with it. Well, yeah. that's, that's fine. And then yeah. Tuesday is Guns and Roses and The Pretenders.
0: I want to say that I can say that uh, with uh, love because my best friend, you know J.D. I do know J.D. Oh, my God. He is uh, he is a gay. That's for sure. He's my guy. Well, that's g- <laughs> why so I,
1: make, I make fun of you being old, but I can do that because <laughs> my mom's old. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so but, it's the same thing.
0: Uh, J.D. and I, and I'll throw this out there, we had uh, a podcast for a while called A Guy, a Girl, and a Gay. I remember. And, and uh, every time we started, he would be like, "So who's the gay?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so so getting back to Rick Springfield. Um he's among the three guys that I dislike the most. Uh, the other is Rob Lowe and then there's uh, John Stamos.
1: Because oh, I wonder why because they're all three of them who are pretty much the same age as you. And yeah, been 35 years older than all I three know, of them. I know.
0: I right. know. It's like I didn't get I didn't get a glass of that water,
1: you know? i <laughs> actually a lot older than you. He's in his he's in his mid 70s. He looks point. amazing. And he's he's a he's a phenom on stage. Even now, he's unbelievable. He's a beast. It is unreal. I've
0: seen him. I've seen him. I've met him. I didn't want to get my picture
1: taken with him because even twenty years ago, I looked like this. I, I actually got a picture taken with him. I brought my guitar to get signed to a book signing. I was one of five p- men there. Yeah. And I went up to him. I said, do you mind signing my guitar? He goes, absolutely not. Yeah. He signs it. I go, <laughs> I go, what does it feel like to know that you can sleep with any woman in this you room? You said he that goes, to him? Yeah. And he goes, probably a few guys, too. I went, oh. Uh. <laughs> he thought you were hitting on him. Yeah, oh, big time.
0: Big time. <laughs> uh, but no, I did get the picture taken. But uh, like that and so many other pictures, my second wife... Was it number two? Yeah, number two uh shredded a lot of my photos with celebrities and I probably deserved Ooh. it, but I don't have I still have my Whitney photo and uh I have my Tony Braxton, but I don't have my Elton, my Billy Joel, my rod they're gone.
1: Oh, and those are back in the days when like you had the, yeah. the big they're flash gone. bulbs they're where you gone. had to push the button and the big flash yeah. bulb went off. <laughs> no,
0: it wasn't that bad, but um, oh. I probably deserved it, but the only the only sign of me having a picture with Elton John is I have a picture with it in the background. And if you look really closely and people are like, that's not Elton John. I'm like, whatever. yeah, <laughs> uh, Whatever. That's funny. Uh, but anyway, I do want to give a shout out to Stu Bob from my TikTok community uh, who loves you on this program. How could you not? You know, and he's even started listening to your little show. What's it called? Uh, who's your my guy big sh- or my, who's your my big girl? Show, yeah,
1: yeah, my my big show with the hundred and twenty seven thousand subscribers. Uh-huh. Uh Who's your band?
0: Yeah, who's your band? It's a great podcast. Uh, we so actually have
1: a, we have a very good guest coming on. You I'm have great guests. Where this no. uh, this comedian uh, Julia Scotty?
0: No, is going
1: to be on. Julia Scotty is a, an amazing uh, an amazing comedian. Who uh, is transgender, mm-hmm. and she was a comic way before, uh, in the 80s, and stepped away for about 10 years, and I was actually the first comic to work with her when uh-huh. she came back. Wow. So.
0: Sounds good. I'll, I'll check her out. It's going to be a good interview. I will check her out. So, uh, it's been great. Thanks for being on today. <laughs> it is the Everything 80s podcast, so we need to get to uh, our topic today, which is best albums of the 1980s.
1: Best albums of the 1980s, and this is a big—it's uh, a big list. But I'm going to go through it quick.
0: Okay, um, and this is also—is it? We're not really going by numbers; we're going by opinion, no, or a little bit of both.
1: N- no, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, there's—I'm not going to lie and say that you know there's uh, a lot of amazing records on here. There's a lot of these lists that I haven't heard any of them. You know, but if I scroll through them and I can just see things that pop out at me, yeah then I could tell you my story about them. So like my first one is Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever.
0: Oh, my God. That is a great album. But I want to just say a couple things real quick. In the 80s, I was too busy programming radio. I was really focused on it to actually sit down and listen to albums. So I'm going to really kind of hand this off to you. But I will tell you, uh, that Petty album was written after his house was burned down by an arson. And I don't know if you know this. There was an arson attack on his home. And uh, they lost everything, and he was living in a hotel with his family and commuting back and forth to the studio, writing and recording that album.
1: I did and, not know that. And
0: I love the video. You got Jeff Lynne, Ringo. Come on.
1: <laughs> oh, always goes back to the Beatles. It,
0: right? it, it, it just does.
1: Ugh. All right. You know, just all right. Um. So you know, if you scroll through these lists, I mean, we've talked a lot about this guy, and you can't deny that George Michael's faith is one of the best records of the eighties and maybe of the last, you know, 25, without a doubt.
0: I think he had like five or six hits on that.
1: Oh, seven top tens. Yeah. Seven top tens on that. Uh, Van Halen's 1984, although it's not the, uh, best Van Halen album by far. I kind of think that that was the one that brought them into the spotlight because of the MTV generation with the videos for, you know, hot for teacher and Panama and jump. Mm -hmm. Uh, it has to stand out. Um, Actually, somebody who just—and I, I hate bringing this up—but uh, I think one of your favorites who just passed away, Robbie Robertson, with right. his uh, solo record yeah. in eighty-seven, was yeah. a great record. Mm. Uh, I know. Sorry to hear that. Eighty yeah. years old, lived long life.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't get much older, than, much older than eighty, right? You know, or hope well, to. You
1: have, you've made it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the end, man. <laughs> Uh, another <laughs> another popular uh, poignant album was Cyndi Lauper's She's so unusual. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the iconic album covers as well, and that really brought her into the uh, into the mainstream.
0: But what country. I'm noticing here is there's a pattern. You're uh, like, n- unlike other music, you're really more into the mainstream stuff when it comes to '80s albums. Like your taste is very eclectic. You go see bands i never heard of, but right. '80s you're mentioning all like you know mainstream top forty stuff. Is there well, anything like there. Uh, the I'm, Smiths? Well, I'm or?
1: To, yeah, I'm trying to get there, but you constantly interrupt me.
0: Like The queen so is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and Literally, um, she is. Hard,
1: <laughs> hard rock, I mean, had a tremendous amount of great albums in the 80s. Uh, one of the bands I saw last night, Living Colors Vivid, their first record, yeah. Black mm-hmm. uh, Hard Rock Band, really first one, to be honest. Uh, Pyromania and Hysteria by Def Leppard were amazing. Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Master of gun. Puppets master of Puppets by Metallica which I just saw last week uh and they they how were, are they crazy right they they were great um but I will say that um and, uh, do you know of the band pantera have you ever heard of them? I do
0: yeah did they open okay.
1: they well mammoth which is uh wolfie van Halen's uh band was the first opener they wow and then yeah. and then pantera which is only two surviving members two of their brothers uh passed away one was shot and killed on stage dying yeah, I remember that yeah, and Vinnie Paul had a massive heart attack a couple years later. So it's kind of a weird fill-in. So they have Charlie Benanti from Anthrax playing drums and Zach Wilde playing guitar. Mm-hmm. I was a little skeptical. I'm a huge fan. They were Killed monstrous. It, right? Let they me ask
0: monstrous. you this, because I don't know a lot about metal, as you know. Mm-hmm. And someone asked me on TikTok, and I, I think I know what your answer would be. And my answer was yes. Are heavy metal fans the
1: most loyal fans? 1000 100%. And, 1000%, and they actually are the most open minded fans. They will not be like a lot of people who listen to rap will be like, nah, this is my thing, this is all I listen to. But there's a lot of crossover going on now with hard rock and heavy metal with mm-hmm. country, which is very surprising. Oh,
0: now let me ask you this my son Frank, oh God, who is it? Ryan somebody. He, he, oh, I can never remember, but he has this country rap guy that he loves. He's an independent okay. guy, he doesn't have a record deal, he does all, he has like 10 million followers.
1: Uh, I'm gonna text them Hold on, I gotta find my phone
0: Okay, we'll talk and I'll get the name
1: Yeah, so there's a there's a huge
0: I bet you know um, who it is
1: I, It's possible it's, I'm not a huge rap person But um, like a lot of tours now What they're doing is they're capitalizing on the crossover So, you know, there's a band called Five Finger Death Punch Which is like a real big uh, I call it gym rock, like all the mm. lunkheads in the gym listen to it. <laughs>
0: you know, he and, went uh, to see somebody called Jelly Roll or Jelly Bean. The other Jelly
1: night. Roll, Jelly Roll is to me is the biggest name in country and uh-huh. rock at the moment. He's I got absolutely him, amazing.
0: I got him tickets to that. Have you been to the uh, venue in Fairfield, Connecticut? Mm, the,
1: in, in Bridgeport.
0: Uh, and Bridgeport. Everyone says it's amazing. He I've said heard it's great. Not a bad seat. They have great food trucks. They have a steak food truck, steak sandwich food truck.
1: Nice. Yeah. Jelly, Roll is, um, Jelly Roll is a guy who was a rapper, started off as a rapper. He's yeah. a convicted felon. He's a drug dealer. His wife is a former escort. He's probably about 600 pounds.
0: Right. And, I think and, I saw uh, him. He, I may have seen him on Rogan's podcast talking about his weight. Yes,
1: he just He just did it. Yeah. And uh, definitely check him out, though, because he just crossed over to country, and he's yeah. probably the biggest thing in music. Well,
0: right his now. guy, the guy that he hangs with and rolls with, that's the one Frankie loves. And Frankie said that he'll never come around here because you know uh, no one will book him. You know because he's you know they don't know how big he is. I'm like, well, how do they not know how big he is? But it's very strange. Like down south, they would book him and he would do a ten thousand yeah. uh, dollar a ten thousand seat venue. You know,
1: sure. There's a lot of artists that are like that.
0: Though. Yeah, but this guy is the biggest independent. I think. Yeah. Um,
1: so you said it was mainstream. Um, I'll bring some other things to life. than Joy Division's closer. Mm-hmm. It's a great record in uh, Pete Townsend's Empty Glass, which I'm a big fan
0: of. Let my love open the door.
1: It's a great song. And I'm not we, a huge. He's we the only it. guy. He's the only guy who got away with, like, having sketchy stuff on his computer. I'm yeah. not going to go into the details. No, 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 no don't. Details. Let's not
0: even go there.
1: You know what I mean? But, like, he's just like, no, I did a project. And they're like, okay, no problem. I did a project. Anyway.
0: Uh, but, uh, yeah, we play that here on K-Hits, uh, where you can listen online at BigHitsBigFun.com. And, uh, that's one of the songs there in an 80s and 90s station, primarily
1: 80s. My personal, uh, one of my personal top 10 favorites is John Fogarty's Centerfield. Yes. Which I didn't think you, uh, would expect from me.
0: I don't expect that from you at all.
1: But I love, Rock and Roll Girls is just a simple, happy, fun rock and roll song. And then yeah. Centerfield just became this anthem, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, not my favorite, but, uh. Tina Turner's private dancer. Uh, her, her her big uh, return. Eighty
0: four. Was that eighty mm. uh, four?
1: May of eighty four. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't like this album, but I'm a, I'm I'm a fan, and I love the the meaning behind it. Was Nebraska by Springsteen? It was his big uh, his big uh, fu to the uh, record industry, who wanted the mm-hmm. next big follow up to mm-hmm. the river. Which is the two record masterpiece, and he gave them basically a record of homemade demos, and they released it, <laughs> which is just, I, I mean, one of the most amazing things you'll ever do.
0: I love people who do uh, that to record companies. Harry Nilsson was like that, you know, uh, uh, whatever the record companies wanted, he would do totally opposite, you know.
1: It's just amazing. It's just brilliant, brilliant. That's why I had the Prince tattoo in my arm. But, you know, that's the whole reason, just to be your own person.
0: Oh, I saw a clip of him. Oh, was he on Oprah? He was somewhere, right? And it was right around the time it was announced that Mariah Carey. It was it was Letterman. Mariah Carey signed the biggest record deal in the history of music. Remember that big story? Yeah. All right. So he started to he said, Okay, let's do the math, you know? And then they they, they did this equation. It was this, this like going back and forth with David Letterman, I think it was. And uh at the end it made total sense. He goes, Now who's the biggest uh you know, <laughs> who who has the best record deal in the history? You know? That's great. Yeah, yeah. He was, was such, a smart, such a smart such a smart businessman.
1: Oh George Michael so too. George Michael too. Yeah. Big time. Taylor Swift is uh, probably going to wind up being the most successful recording artist of all time at the, way, at the rate that solo, she's going at solo,
0: now. Solo, solo, oh,
1: solo. Every artist of all. I'm telling you, she's no. 34 years old. She's got at least of 20 years of recording. He, he, she's going to wipe the floor with the Fab Four.
0: Oh, so showing. she's going to sell more than 600 million yeah. records or downloads.
1: 100, 100%, um,
0: 100%. I do, I do uh, have a newfound love and respect for her. I saw her on the news. She's a genuinely nice person. It's not some phony thing where she's like Ellen and just goes and kicks the dog or whatever. There was a girl from our town at a concert, and it was on our news. It was, it was a little girl from Old Lime, and Taylor Swift came down. She hugged her, gave her her hat. I was like, I got chills watching it, and I'm not a 12-year-old girl.
1: Well, you TikTok like one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I set you up
1: for that. Give me that softball every day.
0: Every day. But she is uh, genuinely a nice person. My sister was stuck in traffic in L.A. the other day, and my brother-in-law was on the phone. And he said, there's just tractor trailers everywhere, and we're totally stopped. I said, you're stuck in Taylor Swift traffic, I think. And they were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they were playing in Indigo, California.
1: So here's what I want people to but do. But she's not gonna going, beat the
0: Beatles. It's not gonna happen. No she absolutely
1: will. No, she won't. Um I have a new bit that I am going to tease and say, I'm gonna tell you the reason why Taylor Swift cannot have a man in her life for more than six months. I'm not gonna do the bit on here. But what we're gonna do is you're gonna to go to uh Franco's comedy for a cause (laughs) and you're going to see us in September 22nd and I will debut that joke on stage.
0: All right. What about Max Martin? You think he's going to write more hits than Paul McCartney too? Are you delusional today?
1: No, no, no. I'm not delusional. I never denied that the Beatles are the greatest band of all time, that the uh, Lennon and McCartney are basically like Mozart and Beethoven, as mm-hmm. far as pop and rock music. But at some point, records are made to be broken. Yeah, and but she's the one who's going. Oh, to
0: do there's it. no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind. But let me ask you this How do you measure it now because of downloads versus, you know what I mean? Like, like Taylor Swift has 114,000, no, million albums sold, right? So she has 114 million albums, but 160 million downloads. Correct. So do you add those together for record sales? Because she's right on Madonna's neck.
1: I think of, they're going to have. I think they're going to have to combine you have everything to. Because, you have of, to. because of the way things have changed. But you know? it's it's kind of count streams. Streams you can't count because that's a fickle number. Yeah. But okay. Actual downloads you can count.
0: Downloads. Okay. So you know, but that's like you know, uh, looking at a baseball player and then adding in all this other stuff. Like, well, you know, was he on steroids when he hit all the home runs or whatever? You know, it's like it, there's a lot of stuff getting added into this. Like Madonna is the biggest female selling artist of all time, three hundred million records. I think, I, I know Taylor Swift's going to break that record. There's no doubt. She's about to break Elton John's record for the highest grossing tour. He's at 840 million on Goodbye to Yellow Brick Road, and she's like two concerts away from hitting a billion.
1: She hit a, uh, a record the other, like about a week ago, a week or two ago in Seattle, where the most the people. Noise and it was the most people, but the noise level in the stadium in Seattle was the equivalent to a 2.3 seismic event. So think <laughs> of how loud that building is, with 12 year old girls like yourself screaming <laughs> at the top of their lungs, <laughs> and, it, and, and it's shaking the it's shaking the foundation yeah. of the world. Crazy. Like that, That is insane.
0: But let me explain to those who don't know. He calls me a 12-year-old girl because I TikTok all the time. But I TikTok because I have a very strong and loyal community like Stu Babu is probably still listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, And I put up a lot of uh, interesting stuff.
1: You know, it's not like I'm doing dances. God forbid! If that, if that ever starts, I'm telling you right now, oh, it's I, a three-hour drive to your house. I will have no problem. I won't you. be doing that. But I, have,
0: I have to tell you when um, when Lizzo came out with her dance on that song. What was her big song? Uh, um, uh, good as hell. Now you can't. Uh, what is it? You know, bom Yeah, whatever it was. It was her huge song a few months ago, a year ago.
1: I don't, I don't listen to Lizzo. All
0: right. So anyway, and, she uh, had there was a Lizzo dance. Yeah. There was a Lizzo dance, right? So. It was, it was trending on TikTok. So I was in my living room, and I had my, my phone on the mantle, right? And I was, like, kind of doing it, but I wasn't going to post it. And my stepdaughter, Stephanie, walked by while I was doing it. And she stopped, and she looked at me, and she went, ew. Yeah.
1: I yeah. mean, this is why I, I truly love and respect your wife and your stepdaughters. Because yeah. they, they know the, the horribleness that I have to deal with. The
0: horribleness. Oh, yeah. I'm so mean to you.
1: No, it's terrible. All right, let's finish this list up. We got some bangers. We got some bangers. Let's do on,
0: some bangers. The, we haven't gotten to. We haven't gotten to uh, the great stuff. Yeah. The great
1: stuff is ACDC's "Back in Black." Even if you're not a rock and roll fan, everybody in the world knows "Highway to Hell." Mm-hmm. Probably the probably the biggest rock and roll song of all time. If you think about it, it's a, it's a monster. Uh, yeah, the they Smiths, played
0: all the football games, all the high school football oh, sure, games.
1: Sure, yeah. sure. The Smiths debut album. It's
0: about damn time. Is the Lizzo song? It's about damn time.
1: And you go like this, I'll do the dance for you.
0: I'll send you a clip.
1: I really wish this wasn't a censored podcast so I could really say what i saying about yeah. Lizzo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll no, do that no, on mine. no, you'd be nice. I'll do that on mine. Yeah. Uh, Lou Reed, busted out 1989 with New York. Yeah. Love that record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my personal favorite, top five of the 80s, is The Police's Synchronicity, June of 1983. I could still put that on, listen to it top to front.
0: You like rock with you, too, but that was late 70s, wasn't it?
1: That was late 79. Yeah,
0: it's 79, 70s. but it's on the cusp.
1: Correct, correct. Uh, Peter Gabriel So, mm-hmm. uh, which, I again, I think he changed the game as far as video making.
0: What about Joshua record. Tree?
1: Can you let me finish
0: <laughs> okay, the list? I forgot it's your show.
1: No, it's not my show. I did it's say I was going to let Joshua you roll Tree. with it. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite album of the '80s. Now, if I say it's my favorite album of all time, or it's my favorite album in the '80s, is the Joshua Tree. Actually, yeah, I think it's a perfect record. It's, and it's very rare that I say an album is a perfect. So there's record. no
0: skips on that album.
1: There's no skips on that album. There's, I think there's about six or seven records that I own that I say are perfect records, and that is without a doubt one of them. Uh, REM's "Murmur," "Murmur," yeah, uh, came out in uh, April of '83.
0: Well, great they've been point. around so long.
1: Oh, my God. It's amazing. And they were a game changer
0: uh, when they came out. Game changer.
1: Oh, huge. They, they were the start of the alternative revolution. I, that's how I feel. But uh, Tracy Chapman, her debut record, which, again, now is picking up in huge sales again because of Luke Combs covering Fast Car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, let, and it's an amazing, amazing version. Quick
0: tidbit on that. My friend Eric was working at Elektra Records, a promotion guy. And the term when promotion guys would come to program directors is called working you on a record. So he was working me on Fast Car. I'm going to be honest. I didn't hear it at first. This, you know. I just didn't get it. And he's like, no, you got to add it. got at it. So we finally added it. You know, obviously it became a big hit. He was so instrumental in breaking that record that um, she thanked him at the Grammys. She gave him a shout out. That's Imagine amazing. that. Imagine getting that a shout amazing. out from a, from a Grammy winning artist on national television
1: amazing I, yeah. I, would, I would die I would absolutely die
0: yeah.
1: uh, people think that this is the greatest record of the 80s and you know it's up there. Is th- thriller. thriller Thriller is mm-hmm. up there and I, I throw Bad in there as well I think they're uh, p- uh, on level playing ground I mean, you've argued with this with
0: I the, well, well you love Dirty Diana so uh,
1: Dirty Diana yeah. is an amazing one but this is such great songs but, yeah. uh, my personal favorite Springsteen record even though it's probably the most hated is born yeah. in the USA you love that I just love it that's how I found him uh, I think the most underrated record of the '80s is Paul Simon's Graceland. Yep, it's a beautiful, beautifully written. Back record. Back to
0: Springsteen though. People think that uh, Born in the USA is an anthem when, in fact, it is anything it's an but. It's an, yeah, it's, an it's an anti-war song. It's an anti-America song.
1: Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And they, they blast it every July Fourth. Yeah, I know they listen to that. Pink to, like, Houses.
0: You know, you're watching a Fourth of July dumb. parade and somebody's blasting Pink Houses. I'm like, uh ah, listen to the words. He's not a yeah, fan.
1: Yeah, it's it, people aren't smart. Um,
0: that's why they Let's should follow me on TikTok, at Franco in the morning.
1: No, no, you're a good follow. You're a good follow on
0: TikTok. Thank you. Thanks for not watching. I, I never do. I know. Um, your, wife, your wife comes into my live once in a while. She was in there on Motown Monday and asked to play a Bon Jovi song.
1: And I asked her, and I said, do you realize you did that? She goes, absolutely not. <laughs> so uh, my last two, obviously, is going to be Purple Rain yep. uh, by Prince. Great record. Prince Fanatic. I love Prince. No, I'm
0: not a fanatic, but I love him. I wouldn't get a tat
1: and i have to agree uh this is the best album of the 80s go clash yeah. london calling I think that's a complete revolutionary game changer. came right in the very, very, very end of 1979, but mm-hmm. uh, a, a week before. So my, I count that as an 80s record. My
0: daughter-in-law, Sarah, will be happy to know that. She is the Clash fan uh, of all time. As a matter of fact, my, and my son Frankie is a big country fan, and my grandson's name is Vincent Cash Sumner.
1: That's pretty amazing. How's that I for will a say name? That. Yeah. that is pretty. My, my my buddy's kid's name is Waylon Otis. Waylon, Waylon. oh, Janice and Otis Redding, oh, that's right. which I think is beautiful and very eclectic. Cl- and uh, Living Color covered the Clash last night too. Oh, they the did. Which one? They, should I stay? Should, should I, stay, or I, or I go? go? All right, but they did a, a very punk version of
0: it. Cool. All right, we're going to skate out of here. Sean Morton, everybody, follow his podcast, yeah. which is called "Who's Your Band." Uh, and thank you for listening. Be sure to follow me at Franklin Morning on TikTok. We're out.
1: Later.